Rom companion. Rom companion. Rom com. Companion. Rom companion. Rom companion. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Rom Companion, the podcast you can listen to alongside your favorite rom-coms. And folks, I gotta address it, I did it again, I missed another deadline. So this episode coming a little bit later than usual, I'm actually recording it same day on this uh, beautiful Sunday uh, morning. So recording this, it'll be uploaded later today. Uh, sorry for the delay. I just had a lot of things come up last minute this week, which I think is a good sign, right? If I have a lot of things coming up last minute, we may be returning to normalcy. Uh, it may just may be that, uh, you know, things are opening up, people are feeling more comfortable. So hopefully we'll take that as a good sign. Uh, but in any case, uh, we, we got to jump into this because this is a super long rom-com. Guys, I don't know what it is about these wedding rom-coms. Uh, Maybe because you have to go through the whole thing about the wedding, but this is going to be a long one. And it's another rom-com, not necessarily about love, uh, more so than it is about friendship. So uh, we're going to be watching Bridesmaids. Really excited to do this one. This is a movie that I've been wanting to cover for a long time, and we'll just jump into the... Um, reasons why in a moment. Uh, but I have it queued up here. If you have it queued up as well, get ready to start it at the same time. We'll go ahead and hit play in five, four, three, two, one, play. All right. So, um, bridesmaids, you know, I, we're going to talk about this, but let's get this out of the way. Super funny movie, uh, uh, broke a lot of records. It's, a I don't know, industry disruptor, I don't know what you want to call it, but uh, all those things, all those things about Bridesmaids uh, is, makes it a movie that I really wanted to, to talk about um, uh, uh, and, and make put it on this, on this podcast. And again, I, I know it's long, I know it doesn't really fit the criteria of a rom-com, I don't care. It's got romance in it to some extent, and it's definitely got comedy, uh, uh, in droves, so gotta cover it. So here's our nice little opening. Um, and you know how no, it's not a rom-com? Remember how we talked about this? We talked about how rom-coms usually start with like a flashback or a monologue or a montage, right? What is this? This is just, <laughs> this is just a fun, uh, sexy time with uh, Kristen Wiig, and what I, I think is like John Hamm's first, um, uh, um, like foray into comedy. Now, of course, he's a very funny comedic actor. He's done SNL. He's done Thirty Rock. But I think this might supersede that stuff. I think like I think he's like hot off Mad Men, and then you know he's got that. He's at that point where he can do anything he wants. Look at him, just playing this fun, like. I don't know, like sexy character, but like selfish. He's obviously bad at sex. I think that's the joke, right? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, can you just imagine, I don't know, looking like John Hamm and being bad at sex, like, I think maybe that's the joke. Maybe that's the, the comedy, is that everybody want, like, wants to have sex with John Hamm, but then it turns out the dude is really bad at uh, sex. I don't know. Um, but here's another fun joke. Uh, something that's kind of lost on me, but uh, I remember when I first saw this in the theaters, everybody laughed. But she got up early, she put her makeup on, 
right? To make it seem like here it is. <laughs> I love it. But it's like, hey, I woke up like this, right? I woke up with the full face of makeup. Um, hilarious. Oh, no. I'm sure I look terrible. I just woke up. Are you kidding? <laughs> Kristen Wiig, by the way, I had to say, you know, big fan of her since her SNL days. You know, like, uh, uh, um, as we kind of, like, get into, like, this era of, like, you know, as you get into the 2001, uh, 2011 movies, oh, yeah. we're going to see a lot more of, like, the the comedians I, like, grew up uh, and watched them, you know, become stars, you know? Like, I know we've we've had plenty of, like, movies with, like, Drew Barrymore, uh, Adam Sandler, uh, you know, all these people that, like, were already famous by the time... I was an adult, or sorry, by the time I was a kid. Uh, but now, like Kristen Wiig, I remember watching like the first episode that she was on SNL, right? Uh, which I would, you know, say is her her start. Uh, uh, and like just thinking, like, wow, she is funny, and she's like got this a magnetic uh, magnetic presence on stage. You know, she's beautiful. Uh, it's like you know when you can call it when you're like, oh, she's gonna be a movie star someday. You know. She's going to be the next big thing in comedy someday. Like, I think that's what most of us felt when we first saw uh, Kristen Wiig. And here it is. Here she is uh, becoming that movie star. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, and just playing out like a really awkward sex scene with John Hamm. Like, I don't know how I feel about this. Like, we all get it. He's a jerk. He's an asshole, right? But, like, it's still John Hamm. Um, so yeah, like uh, 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 I mean, it's just like a movie of like Kristen Wiig doing her thing. Here she is, trying to <laughs> get off this fence, trying to straddle this fence, and uh, yeah, everybody's seeing all the neighbors seeing her. Who's that lady? Will that be like? I what? I never got that. I just that's like first time I see it. So I saw that. Who is that lady then? Would that be like his housekeeper or his wife or his roommate? That doesn't make any sense. Um, but yeah. Anyways, that's our character introduction. Again, not rom com like at all, right? If this was a rom com, then you know that like, oh yeah, John Hamm and her, right? That's her romance. Not really. I love this bit too. I love this. So it's like uh, one of those like boot camp type workouts, Barry's boot camps, with uh, Terry Crews. And then, <laughs> if you want to take this class, you're gonna have to pay for it like the rest of these bitches. What are you dancing? Trying to dancing. You are not dancing. Trying to steal a free work or uh, steal a workout from uh, this dude. Which is. Okay, so like this, this, the idea that you know, like. Okay, just so this is just this is just me. This is just me, like my own personal opinion. If you don't agree with it, that's fine. I don't necessarily uh, know if I'm right, but like, workout advice is one of those things. I don't think you should charge for it. I think it's kind of messed up, because the person that still has to do the work. So like, I don't know. I I I don't work out like that often, but I do go to the gym and. People pass knowledge and they pass advice freely. I don't think it should be something. It shouldn't be like a barrier to have to pay to have, especially like since people can get hurt. You know, people can get hurt doing workouts the wrong way. So uh, I don't think it should. You should have to charge somebody. 
to, to, to give them workout advice or to help them with the workout. Where the, the cost would come into play is the motivation, which is arguably what he, the service he provides, right? This boot camp guy, you know, everybody knows how to do a sit-up, you know, and, and, and if I, you need me to watch you do a sit-up properly, I think that that should be free, you know, just for your own safety. But if I'm going to be like, come on, you got this, you know, two more, I believe in you, like that's what you're paying for. So our, so my point being is that if they, these two ladies are going to be doing sit-ups, like, you know, a uh, uh, hundred feet away. Who cares? Why not? You're not, you know, encouraging them. You know, you're not, you're not cheering them on. So, let them, let them do it. I think. I don't know. Anyways, um, uh, I guess that's my way of saying, guys. If you need me to, to, to uh, uh, train you uh, or, or give you advice for workouts, not that I'm an expert or anything, but it's free. I will always give you free advice. We'll never charge you for it. Um, so anyways, uh, uh, back to this. So like, this is a fun way to get to know them, right? Because I think that scene really endears these two characters. So now we see Kristen Wiig, Maya Rudolph, by the way, another comedic uh, legend, uh, best friends. They work out together, and here they are kind of talking about their dating life. So like, we love these two. We love these two together. We can kind of see that they're the, they're the friendship here now. <laughs> And like, I don't know how much of this is in the script, how much of this is like improvised, but it's great. It's amazing. Just to watch two comedic minds, I don't know, just like be free. You know, you could watch, a, I will watch a whole movie of these two. I will pay, uh, 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 you know, a monthly streaming subscription just to see these two uh, have lunch together. Here's a nice little backstory. They don't really dive into this until much later, but you can kind of see that the, there's um, a, pe uh, a past with Kristen Wiig and her cakes at this bakery, out of business. So I don't know. You put two and two together, she has a failed bakery. Now she's selling jewelry. Look at how you guys are making this decision together. That's sweet. You guys love each other, huh? That will go away. <laughs> <laughs> we can kind of see she's got uh, <laughs> she's got she's got this philosophy. So she's not a romantic. Especially someone you're in a relationship with. You know, they're living with you. You don't know who you're sleeping next to. It is scary. <laughs> I mean, look at him. He may not even be injured. <laughs> <laughs> scary. So uh, we can see now, like, <laughs> as an engagement ring salesperson. <laughs> Probably not the best move to be like so pessimistic about love. So yeah, I don't know. What's that about? Um, nothing. They had to run, but that doesn't matter. Then no wonder you're selling lifelong happiness. You're not telling everyone about your problems and how your boyfriend left you and maybe married. Wow, I didn't realize this. So that was a really funny scene, but look at this more. <laughs> more uh, backstory. So I guess we're really setting her up. Her best friend is my Rudolph. She had a failed bakery um, uh, uh, endeavor, and then she got dumped by her boyfriend. Look at this. Uh, I love this uh, actress too. Watch this. <laughs> love is eternal. It looks like you have menstrual cramps. Thank you so much, Kalua. <laughs> Why can't you be more like Kalua? 
Kalua. You just gotta try harder. The whole reason you've got this job, Annie, is because your mom's my sponsor in AA, and I'm doing her a favor. Oscar, get back to work. Man, what a what a, what a tight ass that boss. Andrew, you are not the. <laughs> Oh, I think this is also our introduction. There's so many people that have breakouts from this film. Uh, so I don't know if this is Rebel Wilson's first uh, thing, but uh, it was definitely my first time seeing Rebel Wilson, um, which is interesting. She's uh, Australian. Her brother is British. They thought we wouldn't notice. Oh, my God. I forgot about this tattoo. Oh, my God. Like a Native American symbol oh. meaning wasted. Okay. Oh my gosh. Just so you know, it's really Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi. Have you seen your it's really tattoo? It's really infected. Yeah. Yeah. Can we get a little bit of ice on it? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Frozen peas on there. Yeah, can't All right. yeah. But yeah, British guy, Australian sister. I think I would have noticed. No totally noticed. I'm just getting my check and I wondered if I could get your check too. Yes, yes, I'm. I'm getting. Oh, uh, man! This whole movie, I didn't realize, is just. Oh my gosh, she's just pouring those peas on her back. Oh jeez. Uh, but uh, this whole this whole like first act is really like just punching Kristen Wiig. There's like she's a punching bag. It's just like bad business, bad at work, uh, bad relationship, and then can't pay rent. Ooh, they are they are really. Taking her for um, whatever that saying is, taking her for a ride. I don't know. Um, so yeah, this I can see. Yeah, this is um, uh, one of Rebel Wilson's earliest roles. Yeah, so she's a breakout. Uh, Kristen Wiig, of course, I would say this is her breakout into you know being a, a mega A-lister. Um, my Rudolph, you know, <clears throat> she's, you know, been an uh, 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 SNL for a long time, early 2000s, maybe even in the 90s. When did she start an SNL? But I will say, like, uh, uh, this was like a, a, a second win for her, because once this came out, she, you know, as you may know, now she's done, she's everywhere, doing everything, you know? She's just doing like a bunch of smaller, like cameo type roles. Before this, when did she start an SNL? Oh, she started in 2000. Okay. And then, yeah, here we can see she got proposed to, and she's going to be the bridesmaids, guys. Wow. How, let me see how long we are into this. So, like, 13 minutes into it, and then that's when it's like, oh, that's why it's called Bridesmaids. She's going to be her, her bridesmaid, her, uh, her maid of honor, her mo. And compare, uh, compare her to uh, 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 um, 27 Dresses Maid of Honor, right? Like, her whole life she had it together, very type A. And we can see here with uh, Kristen Wiig. I love this, this like, manic giggling scene. <laughs> I love it. They really, they really like extended her, her laughing, her nervous laughter. 
because uh, yeah, we can see she's not. She doesn't have her stuff together. She's not really type A, and now she's. You know, we saw it was a lot of bad stuff in her life. The good thing that she had, right, was her relationship with uh, her best friend Maya Rudolph, and now that's wow. at risk. Winona Judd, really good. Who is this lady? She, this woman is so funny. And she also doesn't she look a lot like Chris Vig? Like she could like be uh, uh, the the like her mom for sure. You know what I mean? This lady Jill Clayborn, Clay Clayburg, excuse me. Where would I know her from? Well, she steals the show in here. She definitely nails this, but uh, an unmarried woman starting over. Um, I don't know where I've seen her from, but unfortunately, she's passed. This is her uh, last film appearance. Um, but you know what? I'm glad I got a chance to see her work before she passed. It's hilarious, and uh, she did a great job. I think a lot of people love this movie. Yeah, thanks for the pep talk. Oh, honey, anytime, anytime. Right. Well, I guess I'm going to Lillian's party by myself then. Oh, don't talk to me about being by yourself. I go everywhere by myself. Well, you know, thanks to that new whore bar. I don't like to say it. We've been married 12 years. Oh, okay, but she's still a whore. You know, I'm sure she. Greets him in the evening, beaver first. <laughs> oh my god. So, really quick, I gotta just talk about this. Like, obviously, the humor in here is all, uh, you know, all rated. This is an R rated movie, right? But, like, it's, it's, I think it's funny. You compare this to, like, Wedding Crashers, the type of humor in here is, like, night and day, it's so different, you know? And the, when did, um, Brides did come out again in 2005. I mean, um, Wedding Crashers came out, I think, in 2005, right? So, like, this is not much time. Not much time has passed, but, like, just, like, the, the style of humor. I don't want to say they're, like, going... De like, they are... I don't know what I'm trying to say. Like, Wedding Crashers is all sexual jokes, but this one's a bit more, I would say, crude humor. Uh, obviously, sex. Uh, uh, there are some sex-based jokes, but like, I just think it, it, it's great to show that like you can be funny and you can say gross things, and not necessarily have everything be like, you know, you motorboating son of a bitch. You know, it's not always about that. Because I mean, yeah, I, I guess you know, can, you know, uh, with the exception of John Hamm, this is like there's not much sex going on here. There's not much. <clears throat> Again, not much romance uh, in this movie, so. You know, just doing R-rated comedy. It's good. Um, so here we're going to get introduced to our, I would consider her the antagonist, <laughs> the film's antagonist, uh, played by Rose Byrne. Um, and I think at, up to this point, I think all she had done was, and I could be wrong, I don't really know her life, uh, her career, but I think she's mostly just known for uh, damages at this point. So she's like a, 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 a what's it called? A um, dramatic actress. Um, 
But here she is coming out like uh, as a comedic force in this movie. Things that are horrible and there is semen all over everything. Okay? Disgusting. I cracked a blanket in half. Do you get where I'm going with that? I cracked it in half. Annie, this is Becca, my friend. Man, and then uh, Ellie Kemper. Sorry, I, 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 I was uh, too busy watching that scene because I loved that uh, scene so much. Uh, uh, yeah, we just saw Wendy uh, McClendon Covey. Super funny. Uh, Ellie Kemper pl- like playing this uh, <laughs> young, I don't know, innocent type girl. <laughs> Look at this dude. Do you want to go for a walk later? Oh, I can't. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. I'm not with anybody. I'm here solo. Who is that dude? Let's start it again. I'm, I'm Maya Rudolph should know who that is. That's, you know, it's her husband. Sorry. <laughs> and then, of course, uh, uh, man, uh, Melissa McCarthy, so funny, amazing. I got to check her film credit. She, she's the one that really took off, I think, from this uh, uh, film. Obviously, uh, famous before, doing a lot of like um, sketch and character work. I'm trying to see. I don't know. I, I think again, this might be like her, one of her 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 breakout roles as well. This movie pff, did a lot for a lot of people. Did a lot for comedy. Oh, she did Mike and Molly. Oh, was oh, this already? Oh, okay. So at this point, she already got Mike and Molly. Uh, 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 okay, so that was her breakout. I apologize. Uh, oh, you know what's funny about her, actually, I want to say? I actually knew about her. I guess she was also in... This just shows how little I know. Uh, I guess she was in uh, uh, <laughs> Gilmore Girls. I do not watch Gilmore Girls. I am not familiar. Wow, she was a really big part of Gilmore Girls. Okay, so I'm completely wrong. Uh, Gilmore Girls was her breakout. Who watches Gilmore Girls? No offense if you watch Gilmore Girls, but like, what a weird premise for a... St- Look at this. I love this slow walk. She's like in slow motion and everyone else is in real time. But look at this. She's just perfect. She's just perfection uh, 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 personified, which is annoying, which we hate. Nobody likes perfect people. Um, uh, uh, what was I saying? Yeah, sorry. I, you know, I'm not going to shit on, on Gilmore Girls. If you watch it, you watch it. Good for you. Have fun. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, I actually first noticed her in a movie called The Nines, um, which is like this weird movie. It's got Ryan Reynolds in it. It's supposed to be this, like, I don't know, cerebral, philosophical, psychological indie film. Um and and like she's a big part of it. And I remember just watching. I was like, oh, okay, I, I I like her. She she's um and, she, and that that movie's like all, what's it called? It's all uh uh, uh dramatic for her. I don't know. Check it out. I think it's crazy. Uh, uh crazy good in a good way. But anyways, yeah. What a what a great little like uh, ensemble they put together here now, right? Wendy McClendon Covey, Ellie Kemper. 
uh, Melissa McCarthy, and then um, Rose Byrne, who I think right now we just see her as a foil. I don't know if we necessarily see her as a threat or anything yet, uh, but we can kind of see, right? Like, uh, uh, homegirl here's life is kind of like uh, uh, asunder, but then we see uh, Rose Byrne's got everything, so, uh, 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 or so she would seem. Rich, married, beautiful, class. You know, she's she's hosting this whole party. <laughs> Thank you, Annie. That was so sweet. Thank so, and then that's a nice little maid of honor speech. I love this. That trip we took to and then, Miami with the boys. <laughs> I don't know. I. Uh, uh, it's her house, so let her make a speech. But like, she is really hijacking this this mo speech or this toast. You made me realize. So as we can see, where they uh, start butt heads. Lillian, you're my best friend. And I'm so proud of you. And um, Doug Lee, I'm sorry, inside <laughs> joke. <laughs> uh, you better A much better speech, right? It's getting last, and, and you know. Uh-oh. <laughs> And then, oh man, like you kind of need to, you kind of need to, but like this yeah. movie, uh, uh, um, special to me because, well, one of the reasons keeps going, <laughs> like or, or this scene, this particular scene with the competing speeches. Help shape who I am. Just want to thank you for carefully selecting me as your maid of honor. <laughs> you know, you had uh, some other choices, but um, you're like my sister. And I love you. Well, that concludes the speeches for the night. Thank you. One last thing. <laughs> I love it. How do you top that? A second mic. So like, they're both trying to get the final word. And like... Beautiful saying that I learned there. I wonder if, <laughs> if anybody at the party is just like, wow, this is a little... Like they, they see what's going on. A part that I could never live without. And that's it for tonight. Thank you for coming. Really quick. Thank you all for coming. I just wanted to say really Dessert quick. wine is out. <laughs> Consuelo? Really quick. Speaking of Consuelo, Lillian and I took Spanish together <laughs> in school. And so I would just like to see you. I, I, I just want to say, like, Gracias. as far as Vivar and La Casa. Uh, from a writing standpoint, this is genius. I know, like, for us watching this, this is like, oh, wow, it's really dragging. But, like, to be able to continuously and gradually heighten and top yourself, like, each of these speeches kind of, like, you know, like I mentioned, it's incremental, right? One thing, and then one more thing, and then one more thing, and, one more thing, and then here it is. Uh, the, what's it called? The, the cherry on top is... Uh, <laughs> Not even talking. <laughs> you know. Yep, I got it. Lillian. <laughs> uh, silent, but she's just looking. <laughs> she's just looking. Uh, and then one last thing. What's better than... 
Nonverbal communication. Singing communication. That's what friends are for. You know, like this game of like uh, 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 one-upsmanship is so hard to do. Uh, but here, they, 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 like, what is this? How long is the sequence? Like five, six minutes? To be able to sustain this game of one-upsmanship for five, six minutes. Kudos. That is very hard to do. But maybe a little long. I don't know. The, the, the whole comedy rule of threes. What was that? Like seven? I like this. They really address this head on. Like, they don't play coy with it. I like that, like, what is this? Like, we just met Helen, you know, and it is uh, 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 27 minutes into a two-hour movie. Guys, it's still pretty early. It's like the first quarter. But first quarter, boom, we address exactly what the problem is. They, they, they talk about it. They confront it. <laughs> oh, you're in Milwaukee? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, do you, have you met Lillian? Oh, she's my best friend. Oh, yeah, I know we've only known each other for five minutes. Oh, oh. I don't, I don't, I don't know if, like... Oh, no. Come on. I don't know. Okay, okay, so here's what I'm trying to say. Here's, here's what I will say. If it were me, See? I would love okay. Helen. I would think Helen's the best. Uh, uh... This happens to me a lot, guys. Let's just be real. I have a lot of friends. Do they have uh, better friends than me? Do they have friends that are, like, more, you know, together and married and beautiful and, you know, uh, has a nice house and everything? Yeah, of course they do. Um, I guess, you know, what? I, I, it doesn't apply to me. I don't have a best friend. If I had a best friend, maybe I would feel threatened and I could see where she's coming from. But I don't really have a best friend. So I don't... Uh, Get it. I don't get it. I would just embrace what? Helen for who she Why? is. Funny thing about you know. You but yeah, man, you know, another thing I guess, uh, you know, uh, uh, they did establish earlier, you know, Lillian is like the last good thing in her life. So please, I, I take it back. I get it. They thought of everything. They really, <laughs> uh, they really figured it out. Yes. And then, uh, Here's Chris O'Dowd from, you know, the British IT crowd. And, yeah, I guess this is his breakout, too. Gosh, who in this movie? Uh, 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 man. Good for everybody. Let's take a look. Chris O'Dowd. What is he doing now? Oh, you did? Where? I had a bakery on the main part of the... He's doing something. I just don't know what it is. Oh. Bunch of movies. Your cake, baby. Yeah. Yeah. You had Get Shorty. Your yeah. That was you. That was me. Moon Boy. Anyways, good for him. <laughs> Thanks. You used to make these little uh, pastry things. I do think it's interesting, by the way. I had to comment on this because, like, I, I saw this, uh, like, recently, I saw this, like, a month ago in theaters with the audience again. You know, because I remember when I first saw it. So I saw this movie in theaters 10 years ago. Um, 
uh, this guy, right? Like, fun, charming, like nice. He's kind of our romantic uh, uh, interest, right? But then I watched it again uh, for the 10 year anniversary in theaters. And like, I don't know. Maybe like there's just been like a shift in, in rom com men or just male leads in general. But like, this kind of like puppy dog thing did not really work for me. You know, or I didn't, really, and like, I think the audience too, they weren't, I, don't, I didn't really seem like they were like, you know, oh, over him as much as they, they used to be. Another thing too, he's like a cop and he's also, it's got a, like, he's not American. I don't know. There's a lot of things about this that just seems, I guess you know what the word is? Oh, his name is Bill Cosby. Oh, it's a different, um, don't mention the What was I, I going to say? Uh, uh, uh. I mean it. Okay. He seems not real. I guess this is what I'm trying to say, right? It's like, I don't know if he's Scottish or Irish. I am so bad with accents. But he's like this Scottish or Irish cop uh, who is just like really nice and, 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 and like, you know, sweet and charming. It's kind of like, okay, this is, <laughs> it's like, a, you know, it's like something that you would write a, a, a romance novel about. It's not realistic. best of them <laughs> thank you anyway thank you this cop's like all cops are bastards but not me <laughs> all right uh, i do like this next moment because like uh uh this is just what I think. I mean, you guys can feel however you feel. But, like, I think rom uh, comedies, comedies really need to just, like, chill out sometimes. You know? Uh, uh, um, we get it. You're funny. We get it. This is supposed to be funny. And we've had, like, a lot of, like, funny scenes back and forth at, at the whole party. And, and even uh, to the end, driving and beating this dude. But, like, let us catch our breath. Let us go to the bathroom. Let us get uh, some popcorn. And that's what this scene does. We get a chance to characterize um, uh, uh, Kristen Wiig some more. And we get to see, like, she was cake baby. We get to see her bake. And what a great job. I will say this. Uh, as someone who cooks, I don't bake, but I do cook. Uh, like, who, who, like who, who, what's this show for? A beautiful, beautiful, must say, right? This beautiful, flowery cupcake. But who is this for? Who are you trying to impress, you know? It's like uh, whenever I cook for myself, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to lick the spoon. Who cares, you know? I'm going to eat my... I'll, I'll eat the steak off the frying pan. I don't need to get a plate. I'm known to impress. I don't need to present it. But maybe that's the difference between her and me. That's what makes her cake baby. And that's what makes me the guy that eats steak by himself off the frying pan. But what a beautiful, um, you know cupcake and again we show shows our competency shows you know more personality more backstory i love that moment and it gives us a chance again to catch our breath to catch up with ourselves and let's dive into some more comedy baby this um what's it called competitive streak oh actually before we jump into the competitive streak um again the whole thing about perfect 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 um I like uh, making her a little bit more vulnerable. So we get to see some of the flaws, some of the cracks in um, Helen's perfect life. It's funny how people change, you know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Do people really change? <laughs> I think they do. Yeah, but I mean, they still stay who they are, pretty much. 
I love the tone of their conversation. Stay the same. <laughs> Grow, I guess, a little bit. I think if you're growing, then you're changing. But, I mean, we're changing from who we are, which we always stay as. Not really. And, again, I'm on, Helen, <laughs> I'm on Helen's side, oh, you know. Yeah. People no, change. Right. People grow. It's natural. You shouldn't yeah. be static. <laughs> but look at, look, at her, look at these kids. <laughs> so hilarious. Funny. Her stepkids, I think. Excuse me. My husband's kids. What are you guys up to? Going to the snack bar. Awesome. You need a ride home later? Fuck off, Helen. Oof. Okay. Oof. Woof. Woof. Water in the swear jar. Good to see you. And I don't know where... Th- I, I wish we dove more into that, because that, that, you know... I don't know if we need to... I think, yeah, we do. We do need to humanize uh, uh, Helen more. And I would like to know why her kids hate her. You know, do they love their mom? Do they, you know... uh, 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 Is she a bad mom? A bad stepmom? Anyways, we have to have this fun little competitive uh, tennis match. (laughs) this, This whole thing is just tennis balls at boobs. Which I'm, I imagine is painful, but uh, it is fun. Uh, yikes! Ouch! By the way, that's uh, Nancy. The I don't know who this lady is, but Helen's partner is Nancy Carell, uh, who's Steve Carell's wife. But that was it. Oh wow, she's barely in it. They just showed her for like one shot. She's um, not even not even getting a line. Thinking and Brit needs to start paying rent. That's it. She's been here long enough. The three of us. Live that, that's like uh, uh, from Mr. Deeds, right? Like tennis. If you hit the ball at the person, <laughs> then like it's like winning. That's so funny. I'm wondering they should they should use that plot device more. You know, when two people can't physically you know uh, confront each other or like fight. Have a tennis match, and then you can literally hit each other, and make it part of the game, and like incentivize hitting, hurting, harming one another. Okay, I don't even know what you're talking about anymore. There's three people living here. Yeah. If she doesn't start paying, I'm she not. She has to leave. Is this about the diary again? What diary? Your diary proved very interesting to read. You read my, you read my journal. At first, I did not know that it was your diary. I thought it was a very sad, handwritten book. Again, I don't know what is improvised or not. This must be improvised. It's just so. Uh, what's it called? There's no like no no payoff to this. It's just uh, Rebel Wilson and this dude Matt Lucas. Uh, being awful roommates. There's no payoff to it. It's just fun. And then Kristen Wiig being like, "What? You do this? What? What?" I know it looks a little scary on the outside, but the food is oh, really man. good. Oh, man. This is... Uh, we're about to get to, uh, like, one of the funniest uh, parts of the movie. So, yeah, the bridal party is going to go out for, I don't know, lunch? I don't know if that's a thing. Guys, obviously not a part of a lot of weddings, not part of a lot of wedding parties, but I guess that's a, a thing. Y'all get together and eat. Oh, I guess they're planning. That's why. They came to get the other plan. But uh, they go to Brazilian barbecue, which if you've never gone to, a very good... We need to have more movies like this. Why are there not more like comedies about girl groups? Because like, 
I don't know. The 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 uh, I, I, there's so many like male like group comedies. And not that they're not funny, but like we've all seen them all before, you know? Like every single iteration of it, right? From like Revenge to the Nerds to to what's it called? Uh, um Animal what's that movie called? Animal House? Whatever. Like we've seen we've seen the the spectrum of male group comedies and what they have to offer. Let's get more female comedy oh, groups. Crazy good, y'all. Hello, aren't you eating any meat? Oh, it's not good to eat a big meal before a fitting, you know, to get a bit bloated, so it's not me. <laughs> I love this. Physically, I don't bloat. You look good. I can't wait to be married for as long as you've been married. And to have kids. See, like, just like the... Like the <laughs> the conversations they have. I have a coworker that's just like Ellie Kemper, like in personality, like like just like this character too. I don't know what I was gonna say. It's just so funny, guys. Uh, I gotta I gotta space out some of these stories and what I gotta say because uh, I'm realizing you know we're like 40 minutes in to the film and you know this is a two hour long film so like we're not even close to halfway yet so really gotta uh, let this stuff fill out. But look at this I uh, 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 this is where the the real nastiness comes to play you know. I'm all about uh, collaboration. I'm all about teamwork and and like being constructive, not deconstructive, right? Which is what's happening right now. What about a Pixar themed show? What's her face uh, has this idea, this Paris themed wedding, which is a great idea, and everybody should just continue to build on that. Just be constructive on top of that. And then Helen starts this whole thing of like, mm, no, it's played out. And then now we're you see, whenever you do that, now like it opens up the like instead of adding. You know, yes ending and contributing to the Paris idea. Now you just have all these different other ideas. Pixar ideas, Fight Club ideas. Can I be honest? And then what's her idea? A bachelor party. What about the bachelorette Or a bachelorette party. more important. I've got a new tube top. I want to cut the tags off. I'd like to take advantage of this opportunity. Where are we going? I'm going to second her. We better blow this shit out. That poor girl, Lillian, who we're all here for, is in the bathroom probably bowling her foot. Because she's realizing, holy shit, I gotta spend the rest of my life with Doug. He's my brother. It's insane. They had to write, you know, with like six different voices. Again, I, 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 I would love to see. I should probably check out the script. I want to see what was written and what was like improvised, um, because there's six such distinct voices, and uh, uh, they're so funny. I love this moment here too. So uh, this person that's gonna play this uh, uh, Whitney, this character, Jessica St. Clair, she's super funny, um, uh, a sketch comedian, uh, and if you guys have not seen this movie, you're in for a big fucking surprise. But if you have seen this movie, you know what's coming up. Uh, Probably like the most famous scene from this movie. So I want to 
But they just had Brazilian barbecue. Now they're going to get, look at this. And that's the contrast, right? Hole in the wall, Brazilian barbecue, lots of uh, meat. And then here is ivory and, and, and clean and, you know, gold. Everything's just clean silk. In France. It's on sale. So that's something I'm not quite sure about. What's it called? 800 bucks for a bridesmaid dress. I don't know if that's expensive or not. It sounds expensive to me. Especially. Remember 27 dresses? And she has like a different bridesmaid's dress for every wedding she's been to. Are you telling me that Homegirl has spent 800 bucks for each dress? You tell me that Homegirl spent like. You know, over twenty thousand dollars on bridesmaid dresses. Guess who Helen is friends with and who's designing my wedding? Maybe I don't know. Lady Saint Petsoi <laughs> I just sent my measurements to France, y'all. you when I was getting married, Ladies, let's not decide on this bridesmaid's dress straight away. Let's let our bodies decide, try some things on, and have some fun. Okay? Yeah, let's have some fun. Ladies, start your enjeuns. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys kind of hear right like early with the burp and then with the uh uh kristen wig right now sweating they've all got bubble guts you know so all these different dresses do the bridesmaids have to match because i kind of like what's going on here i like that they're all wearing like a dress that's their own style you know Fritz Bernays. I like uh, Ellie Kemper's dress. It's a great color. It's a great length. It's got pockets. You can twirl. You can you can move in it. You can spread your legs apart. And uh oh. Is anyone else hot? There is like an oven in here. And this is like Milwaukee. While you gals were in the changing room. There should be more bathrooms in Milwaukee. <laughs> I don't know. Everybody's got to take a shit. Wow. What a great dress. So here it is, guys. They're all got, they all got bubble guts. They all got food poisoning. And they're all wearing these beautiful, nice, uh, uh, expensive, beautiful dresses. I don't know what to say. You look... And then you have uh, shit's about to get let loose. Oh. <laughs> my dress was probably just tight. Oh my god. Yeah. You got food poisoning from that restaurant, didn't you? And I, I don't know how I don't know how food poisoning how quickly it works or how it manifests itself, but. Uh, oh my god. You know I don't. Get really him to the bathroom. I just need to get off this white carpet. No, okay. Woo. No, not the bathroom. Everybody, go outside. I'm serious. Go outside. <laughs> and then, like, these, uh, uh, what's it called? Oh, it's so gross. This is happening. It's all going to come out right now. And then, uh, uh, Ellie Kemper coming in right here. And then, uh, what's her face pooping in the sink? 
I don't think I don't think Kristen Wiig ends up uh, losing it. I think she ends up holding it together, even though she's sweating her uh, sweating through her clothes. I feel fine. I think it does feel better if you threw up. I'm not setting up for it. Right here, I love this. Ugh. Get away from me. Ugh. Helen's so like how, instead of helping the situation, Helen, you're just going to. Guys, this is R-rated comedy right here. That's what you do with an R rating. You don't waste it on boobs and and uh, you know tit jokes. Uh, here she is. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And then I love this is the, the to cap it all off in this wedding dress. She's running around in this white wedding dress. And presumably that dress is ruined and, and presumably she's gotta pay for this dress. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, Kristen Wiig uh, holds it together. <laughs> there it is. That's like the what's it called? Apex of the comedy, baby. <laughs> I don't know. I just remember like when I first saw this. Like, you get to imagine twenty-one-year-old kid. Sense of humor is, you know, in the gutter. Watching this, lost my shit. The whole theater lost their shit. Because I don't think that, you know, uh, 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 you see a lot of shit humor in comedy. And then also, you don't see a lot of shit humor in comedy uh, uh, with women. Oh, there we go. She lost her lunch. There it is. She had the best of it. Just throwing up. Yeah, so here's the thing I don't get about food poisoning. I don't get how sometimes people throw up. Other times, sometimes people poop. Oh, man. I don't know how food poisoning works. I, shouldn't you all throw up or shouldn't you all poop? I guess bodies are different. I guess that's the takeaway. Bodies oh, are different. Razor, oh, my gosh. Also, you shouldn't borrow razors. Also, what is he? what are they shaving? Ugh. What? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Ridiculous. Wow. I don't know. They kind of lost me. <laughs> they kind of lost me with those two. Um, I don't remember this scene. This might be a deleted scene. Not really a setup guy. 
Rebecca spoke so highly of you. And she had a lot of really nice things to say about you, too. When I, because when I saw this in theaters last month, I don't remember this. Maybe it's not. Maybe I just wasn't paying attention in a scene. Oh, is this she gonna say some like inappropriate shit so, to this kid? Um, how old are you? Oh, he's just not gonna talk. Hilarious. You watch movies? This kid's gonna lose it. He's gonna start crying. I can already feel it. Are you afraid of dying? Oh my god. Are you afraid of dying? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess everybody is. I don't know. Why? My mommy's gonna kill you. Oh my god. I do not remember this scene at all. Wow. It's a creepy little kid. I need to be uncomfortable. Hmm. Your hair looks burned. I gotta find out this is a deleted scene. I do not remember this at all. Are you gonna make a baby with my father? I don't, I don't know. My grandma died when you were sitting. Oh my gosh. Okay, this is definitely the extended version. I apologize, folks. I didn't realize that I got the extended version, which explains why this movie is so long. <laughs> so if you don't have this scene, the scene where Kristen Wiig is talking to this kid, uh, <laughs> that's what's going on. Oh my gosh, this kid's creepy. So yeah, I got a five-minute longer extended version. Ooh, whoops. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm not over you. Oh my gosh, this guy is so I'm creepy. Crying. Oh wow. I can't help What are you doing? Did you eat one of those? Did you eat one of those? Late Saturday. What happens if you eat a a a, a birth control crew? I don't know pill? what it is, but Something's gonna happen to your body. Yeah, I don't know either. Oh, okay. So now I get it. Okay, I don't know why they cut that scene. That scene makes more sense why she would run to this dude's arms. Because, uh, yeah, I guess in the normal version, it goes from her throwing up, you know, uh, and, and you know, the whole shit scene to having sex with this dude, which is like, that would be like the last place I'd wanna go. I'd wanna, I wanna take a shower, I wanna get clean. To explain to all those people what a relationship is. <laughs> this guy's such a dick. <laughs> such okay. a dick. I'm just thinking of you. Yeah, no, it's okay. If someone else I can ask, you know. <laughs> really? Yeah. Who? Um, this guy, George. <laughs> is a very hot, nice 
guy who likes me. I love this part coming up. This is such a guy thing. Guys that don't know, watch this. We don't know what sexy is. Men don't know how to please a woman. Watch this. <laughs> you know what? It's getting really late. You should probably go. I'm gonna miss you so much. He doesn't even let her uh, stay over. Jeez. this guy again it's a little late for a second beat with this dude it's like uh not late like late in the time of day obviously whatever but it's like 55 minutes and we're barely seeing him for a second time yeah guys again uh, if there was gonna be a rom-com element if there was any romance it would be with this dude but we can kind of see it's very much not about him it's very slow moving so it's just uh, 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 a loosely thrown together romance for her which is interesting now that i think about it you know this is about a, a woman whose life is kind of like in shambles and she's gonna lose her friend and i guess audiences need uh, her to have romantic success in order to like see her triumph at the end i don't think we need this i think it would this movie would have done better without this dude maybe yeah it grew back but it would definitely shorten on this long runtime. I mean, I don't hate I don't hate his inclusion, but uh, I think it might distract from a, a longer, uh, excuse uh, from a, 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 a deeper story or you know better lesson here. I don't know what's wrong with me these days, but like I'm just all about like sh cut to the chase, cut to the chase. I'm just like uh, that that show could have been five episodes instead of eight, like. Uh, uh, I don't know. I'm just getting, I guess, really impatient or pre uh, precious with my time. And like, this movie could have been, uh, uh, you know, an hour and forty, an hour and fifty, maybe. Could have trimmed away ten minutes here and there. All right. And look at that. She's like, I don't bake anymore, even though she very clearly baked. She very, very uh, clearly made that flour for herself. I'll eat it. This is Lucky Harrison. Don't eat it, don't eat it, don't eat it. Well, don't litter. I'll <laughs> find you. Sorry. You know what? Actually, I'm going to pick it up. Oh, it really bothers me. Sorry. I'm sorry. It's a scandal about that. Kind of a cute moment, just eating on the roof of a hill. The cops here, if you weren't a citizen. You can't. No. No. No, you can't. But they made a special dispensation because I'm so tough and strong oh. and handsome. You're pretty. You're pretty tough. I actually. I am tough. You're tough. You're a tough cop. Don't think you can become a a cop if you're not an American citizen. I'm really tough. So am I. No. Oh yeah. I could be a cop. You think you could be a cop? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's see. You know what? So it's nearly up. Let's go and see if you've got what it takes. 
Oh, this is fun. This is a nice little rom-com beat. Did they really stay up all night? Dang. She's had a long day then, huh? Food poisoning, dates, slept with John Hamm, <laughs> eating with this dude. You want to hit the middle of the license plate. That's where you get the most accurate reading. Okay. Okay, here we go. You ready? Okay. 58. What's the speed limit? Uh, 55. Okay. We're all right. We'll let them go. You were born to do this. Look at you. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, I take it back. What a boring date idea. Three. Taking. Some good ones here. Uh, their way to work. You know, Ticketing folks as a date idea. It wasn't. Yes, it was. That's never happened. Are you serious? It was 48. Yeah, it's 48. Yeah. I'm still impressed. I'm pretty impressive. I'm very impressed by you. Whoa. 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 Damn. Why would that guy. Speed if you see the cop and you see a lady holding a radar gun. I guess that guy was, uh, uh, you know, an idiot. He deserves to get a ticket. So I love this moment too. This is like so, like, Crazy. She sends this email then right away. You can just tell Helen is on top of things. She reads Hello? it fast, faster than anybody. And they're going to change this idea. Yeah, so what I had heard, so uh, really quick, I forgot where I heard this, but like this movie uh, is $33 million. And like that's a uh, to make. That's a pretty high budget, especially for R-rated comedy, especially for uh, one with like uh, a lot of uh, female leads. And the reason why I say that is because traditionally, uh, uh, movies with female characters don't perform as well. So, pretty crazy, pretty high budget. And then I remember I had heard that uh, this whole thing in Vegas, this whole um, you know bachelorette party, originally they were gonna do more on Vegas, but that would have driven up the. I mean, shooting Hello? in Vegas is so expensive, so. I imagine if they went to Vegas, that would have made the budget like forty million. Um, but uh, 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 the. They have this brilliant idea of stopping it, like uh, uh, in the middle of the air, like so they don't they don't actually have to go to the to to Vegas. They just have the mishap on the plane. And I will say, now that uh, we're about to get into that uh, plane, another really great sequence. We'll take our break after this. I really want to see this uh, scene. And then we'll take our break uh, at the end of it. But I forgot how, how, like, again, I know there's some parts that drag, but, like, just in terms of just like sequence by sequence by sequence, how much uh, they were able to like squeeze in funny moments, right? Uh, uh, into this movie. And these moments being so iconic too, right? The dueling speeches, uh, 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 very iconic. The, uh, the tennis game, pretty fun and, and like memorable. Um, uh, food poisoning, huge, right? Again, highlight of the film. 
and then now this airplane sequence. So there's like so many like well-known scenes, you know. Compare this to like Wedding Crashers. Like, what's like a popular scene from that? You know, like there's obviously the the uh, uh, weird rape scene. Uh, maybe that's funny and memorable. Um, the motorboating. Uh, 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 Will Ferrell. Uh, so like, yeah, you know, like there's like there's a lot less. There's like a lot of like chunkiness uh, in, in films like that. So this one, it's like we're moving sketch to sketch to sketch, but the story still gets tied together. I love it. So, by the way, that's Melissa McCarthy's real life husband, uh, Ben Falcone or Falcone. I don't know. I don't know if that uh, you pronounce that e or not. <laughs> It's a silent E, but uh, yeah, they're um, they're like it's so great. I think it's awesome. So they're married, but they also have uh, 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 like they write stuff together. Like they they're collaborators. I, that's like a Hollywood comedy power couple. That's the dream. Ma'am, we're still ascending. Holy smokes, Melissa McCarthy made a movie last year called Super Intelligence. Never even heard of it, but I guess I gotta watch it now and check it out, see what happened here. This movie, oh wow, seemed like it really came and went. Seems like a big old flop. I'll check it out. Uh, speaking of writing partners and, and, and you know, real life people, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, Becca, I just uh, feel bad for you. You know, know what you want. I gotta know where you keep the gun, man. Oh, uh, I guess I don't show it yet. Anyway, everybody's got their own little game, their own little sketch going on. You got like the uh, uh, experienced married woman with like the naive uh, married woman. You got Melissa McCarthy and this. Um, What's it called? TSA agent or whatever they're called? That can't be true. People don't air marshal. This has to be improvised. Look at the way he's laughing. He's breaking, right? They're improvising for sure. You want to tell me you can't get to something? I don't have a gun for you to put up my ass to make your point. I can put my nano. I will show you. I will. You get me scissors. I will cut a hole in my pocket. And I, you'll never find this again until <laughs> I want you to find it. Kevin can only have sex in bed, in the dark, under the covers, only after you've showered, separate feet. Mm. And sometimes by the time we're finished cleaning ourselves, he's too tired. I'm, and then I pretend I'm tired, but I'm not. There's a, there's a fun movie about like sexual incompatibility. When I say fun, I'm sorry. There's a sad movie, a really good drama. Uh, it's called uh, On Chesil Beach. Changed my life. Uh, uh, such a it, such a sad, sad, depressing movie. But it's all about sexual incompatibility and how that can uh, ruin lives. So everybody, make sure that you are considering sexual compatibility before you get married. Lots of people out there rush into a loveless, sexless marriage. Uh, this woman, next, by the way, next to um, Kristen Wiig is um, Annie uh, Momolo. I can't, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. 
Mumolo, Momolo, Mumolo. She is uh, the co-writer of this movie. I forgot to mention this, guys, but Kristen Wiig wrote this movie. I'm talking about how good the writing is and how it's so funny. Uh, all that credit goes to these two here. So they're writing partners as well. Um, and if you enjoy their dynamic, if you think that they're fun or you think that they're good writers, uh, y'all got to check out uh, Bob and Barb and Star go to Mar Vista. Or Vista Mar. Oh, I never get the title right, but it came out last uh, year, and it's super funny. Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. <laughs> Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. I think they did that on purpose. Um, uh, but it's very funny. Same, you know, same writing duo, same similar uh, kind of humor. Actually, it's not the same humor. They kind of, it's kind of that movie's kind of wild, but it's hilarious. And they're both in it, and they're both really good. It's. I think it's so great when like people that have been performing for a while get a chance to work together. You know, like Kristen Wiig and, and Annie Momolo obviously, you know, doing comedy and doing sketches together, right? When you let them write a movie, it's like, yeah, they have all that year of like practice on all the chemistry um, at play. Same thing with um, uh, Melissa McCarthy and, and her husband, you know? I think that's the best. By the way... How messed up is it that they all got first class and then... Oh, no, no, they said it. Uh, Helen offered to buy... Um, uh, um, Kristen Wiig a first class ticket. I would have taken it. Just take that for... Who, you know, no need to be proud. Get that first class ticket. <laughs> and here she is just, again, improvising, just having fun. <laughs> now she's on whatever pill she's on those pills by the way uh helen gave to her so i mean i don't know like the, there's the uh uh pessimist to me says that helen sabotaged annie gave her these drugs that were too strong and then this is uh mitch silpa hilarious he does such a great job being the uh, the the straight man or the voice of reason. Most of this must be improvised. This must be just Kristen Wiig unleashed. This is, is this how big a plane really is, though? This must be a fake plane. There's no way a plane can be this wide. Miss the planes I'm on, they're so, like, tiny. No, it's not me. Yes, it is you. Please go back to your seat. Yes, I'm with him. I'm, uh, <laughs> Mrs. Ziglis. Uh, Mrs. Ziglis. Uh, no, you're not. You were just out here, and you put sunglasses on. Out. I don't want to. It's 
there. She can have my seat, okay? Everyone should experience first class at least once in their lives, and Annie shouldn't miss out just because she can't afford it. No, ma'am, I'm afraid that's not allowed. Help me, I'm sick. Why is that not allowed? Let him switch. Let him switch seats. Empty. She's obviously nervous. We'll calm her down. You know what? I understand. But Claire is right. Everybody, go back to your seat. Okay, you especially. You have three seconds to get back to your seat. Oh, you can't get anywhere in three seconds. <laughs> you better try. You're setting me up for a loss already. Okay, thank you. Whatever you say, stove. It's Steve. This guy's so funny. All he does is just say the truth. Well, that's not a name. My name is Steve. Are you an appliance? No, I'm a man. <laughs> That's absolutely accurate. I wish more people knew that about comedy. Like, you can be you like people always think that the straight man or the voice of reason like can't be funny. That guy's hilarious, and all he's doing is being a flight attendant, being Steve. You don't gotta act wacky to get laughs. Uh oh, what's that? <laughs> I gotta get back to my seat. Could you just move your leg, please? I gotta go. Uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. Somebody found a souvenir. You feel that steam heat coming? Oh my gosh. From my undercarriage. Okay. That can go up and higher. Okay. John, get us a blanket. <laughs> I gotta take a whiz and I'll be right back. I don't want you. This is like, uh, it's like crescendoing. It's like super slow and all these little things happening and we're slowly crescendoing uh, up. All these little games, you know. This big game and the, the air marshal game. And then this, this is always throwing me off. I wish we could have seen what she saw, but this like Twilight Zone thing where she sees a, I don't know if she's like on a hallucinogenics or whatever, but like she sees a man in the plane. As you can see, the captain has turned on the fastened seatbelt sign. It appears we've run into a rough patch of weather. So I have an announcement too. There is a colonial woman on the wing. The woman <laughs> Boom. So he is an air marshal. Everything's paying off. So she's going to get, uh, what's it called? Arrested. This lady's losing it. Uh, air marshal's uh, uh, revealed. And then final piece of the crescendo. Uh, Ellie Kemper and this lady making out. All right. So that is the end of the iconic airplane scene. Um, after she gets tased, I think. But we're going to get ready to pause it after she gets knocked down. Boom. All right. Uh, let's pause it at the end of this shot of Wyoming. We got a touchdown in Wyoming. All right, pause it right there. Uh, we're well over halfway. Let's pause it right there. So, um, yeah, so that's the first half of Bridesmaids. Again, super funny. Uh, guys, we're already halfway done, and this is already like a whole rom-com. This is already like a whole, already like a whole episode. Uh, uh, but this movie has so much more to give. <laughs> this movie is so long but so funny. So uh, we're going to take our break. And I'm going to get some coffee or something because I don't know I'm going to keep this stamina up for the second half. Uh, you all should do the same. Uh, grab a snack. Uh, get some sugar in you. Get some caffeine in you. And we'll be uh, right back.
Oh boy, this episode's gonna come out a lot later than I expected because I took a nice long fat break. I uh, had a whole lunch. So uh, let's dive right back into the second half here. Uh, we're watching Bridesmaids and uh, let's talk about it. So Kristen Wiig and Maya Rudolph, they are BFFs. Um, and uh, Maya Rudolph is getting married. Um, this would be fine, everybody should be happy if it wasn't for the fact that uh, Annie, uh, Kristen Wiig's character, his life is a bit uh, in shambles right now. She's in a, a, a fuckboy relationship. She, um, her, her bakery went down under. She's got these roommates that are really vile, and she's got a job um, selling jewelry that she doesn't really care about so her life's kind of like all in pieces the only thing holding things together are her friendship um but now that's time to get married she's the maid of honor which is great if it wasn't for the fact that um uh, we have rose Byrne, who is uh maya's new friend and she's a bit of a foil everything that uh, uh uh you know Kristen doesn't have going for her uh, uh, Helen Rose Byrne does so they're kind of competing to see who can be the best uh, bridesmaid so it's a very simple story but it's really funny we also have a lot of uh, other people in the ensemble a lot of breakout stars here that are um, uh, uh, kind of just playing their roles and, and making this kind of a nightmare scenario for uh, Kristen and Maya uh, so where we left off is uh, they're going to do the bachelorette party in Vegas unfortunately uh, Helen gave some pills to Annie. She was a little bit loopy, and then now she, they got um, grounded. Is that what it's called? The The flight had to do an emergency landing in Wyoming, and the bachelorette party is off. So that's where we're at. Uh, the timestamp, if you want to go ahead and resume this with us, is uh, 11, excuse me, uh, 1 hour, 13 minutes, and 11 seconds. So one hour, 13, 11 seconds. Keep in mind, folks, again, I didn't realize I'm watching the extended version. This is such a long uh, movie, uh, and I'm watching it in an even longer version. Uh, but uh, we're going to go ahead and close up the second half together here. We're going to go ahead and resume in five, four, three, two, one, play. So there's uh, the reveal. Ben Falcone is a air marshal and everybody is kind of upset because their big party uh Bat-trap party to vegas has been foiled so here they are now driving back on a bus to milwaukee just let me make it up to you please you're in, i'm telling you your shower is gonna be amazing it's i, I have so many ideas it's gonna I be i want to talk to you about the shower Right here. This is it. This is where, again, halfway point. She's been struggling to be the maid of honor, so uh, Helen is going to take over. And that's kind of the last, you know, she, normally I'd be like, whatever, it's all chill. But this is the last thing she has left, the last thing she has control of. So she's going to fight for it tooth and nail. I forgot to mention, too, I, I, I just have to mention, um, Kristen Wiig and Helen, even though they are foils to one another, they're still the same person. Sorry, sorry, they still have the same wants, they have the same, same goals, they're different people, but they, in this, in this they, they just, they're fighting for Lillian's affection, right, our friendship, 
it is a love triangle of sorts. It's and, you know, we saw earlier, Helen's life is not that perfect because her kids kind of hate her. I'm assuming her husband and her uh, probably don't have a lot of, you know, me time or whatever it's called, couples time. So she doesn't have a lot going for herself either. So she also has a lot riding on this. They both have a lot riding on this. You know, Rose Byrne needs to feel uh, like Maya's friend and she needs to feel needed. And then, like I mentioned earlier, Kristen Wiig, this is the last semblance of control that she has. So, you know, they're both fighting for it. And again, if they, if they uh, would just talk to each other, they could probably be uh, fast friends. But I don't know if Maid of Honor is something that you could share, you know. I think we talked about that before. It's like, oh, why don't they just share the wedding or share? Like, I don't know if that's a precious or sacred thing. So... That's what it is. Why can't everybody be as uh, analytical and insightful as me? Then there wouldn't be any rom-coms. Hate me right now. So you're like the maid of dishonor. Mm. <laughs> anyway, hope Lillian isn't gonna be mad at me for too long. Nah, she'd be all right. I don't know, I just wish and then, uh, yeah, she's got this blossoming relationship with this guy. So now she's coming to see him more often. Um, Kind of, kind of opening up to him, which is great, which is nice, which is, uh, you know, it's, it's always important for people to have someone they can talk to. Um, she, she picked uh, this cop. And then this cop, so, uh, you know, when I first saw this, I didn't get it. I kind of get it now, but, like, his whole thing is this, like, you know, she's cake baby. Her uh, baking business went under. So for her, that's a reminder. That's a trigger for her being like, yeah, I failed at something. I tried something. You know, what I want or what I you know, think is great is not a good thing. And he's trying to be encouraging. I think it is a healthy thing to try to like uh, 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 take negative associations, uh, negative feelings associated with something and to like turn them into positive ones, which is what he tries to do. He tries to turn her relationship to baking, which was once beautiful and sacred, and she loved it. Okay. He's trying to make it a happy thing again. You know, I don't know if he's the right person to do so, though. I don't know if he's qualified to do that. She also didn't ask for it. Uh, so I remember when I first watched it, I was like, man, this guy's a good guy. What's going on? He's a great guy. He's this nice cop. He's got this you know, goofy accent. Why doesn't she just bake? But then now as an adult and as I've grown up and I watched it again, I was like, oh, yeah, dude. Like, That's not your place. You know, it's a sweet gesture. It's definitely a sweet gesture, but, um, you know, it's kind of like, it's like one of those things where it's like, I bought a house for you. It's like, that's a really sweet gesture. That's a, you know, one of the grandest gestures you could do, but like, who asked you to, you know, unless we're married, you know, <laughs> if we're just seeing each other, why would you buy me a house? That's a little bit, it's a little bit wild. So I get it now, you know? Um, but yeah, we're about to see. Yeah, uh, we got all this like gratuitous sex with John Hamm, but then when it comes to this dude, Chris O'Dowd, uh, uh, the director's like, ah, we don't need to see this. <laughs> well, we get it. They're going to have sex. We don't really need to have them have any sex. So we cut straight to the morning. And again, look at this little puppy dog. He's all smiley and happy. Um, that just had sex uh, smile. Look at this. She's apologizing for sleeping over. She's been conditioned to, yeah, yeah, to think that way. Made it? Yeah. Because of John Hamm, of course. Oh, this is his place. Okay. Pretty nice spot, dude. It isn't. Of course, this is his place. We've seen her apartment. Her apartment, Rebel Wilson. 
Um, but yeah, look at this guy. So like in the middle of the night or in the middle of the morning, I guess he got up uh, and he ran out and he got uh, her some baking supplies. He got her a task. He, he, he tasked her to make breakfast. Speaking of breakfast, my guy, why don't you just get breakfast? If you wanted baked goods, get her muffins. Get her pancakes, right? Get her flowers, but instead he gets her milk and sh flour and sugar and butter, and he says, "Hey, go for it." So look at her face. So we get it. I get it. We all get it, right? Kind gesture, kind of a nice rom-com moment, but I totally agree. Now I'm, I'm, I'm on her side, where I'm just like, "Why would you do this? Where, the, where do you get off?" Again, that's a trigger for her. He said, you're so good at it. How does she feel about it? Does she think she's good? Does she have the confidence, you know? I don't know you're getting so upset about it. Because you don't know me. You don't know anything about me or my life or... Well, no, I don't know what you're trying to... Oh, you know what? <laughs> I'm watching this and... Uh, hold on. Now that I watch this, I just realized uh, uh, this is me. I'm bad. I'm wrong. No, uh, you know what he did, and he is not that bad or in the wrong. I'm talking because I have my guard up. I my defenses are up. I don't really like it when people pry. I don't really like it when people get into my business. But at the end of the day, that's what isn't that we're all trying. What we're all trying to do here isn't that what love is? Isn't that what a relationship is? So he is. You know what I? You know I would describe it as like in being a little bit invasive, but like he's that's that's you know that's the good stuff. That's him trying to show her that he cares. So whoa, major revelation here. Uh, I am not. Uh, <laughs> I am not healthy right now. Uh, so okay, I'm like her. I'm like Kristen Wiig. I can't deal with this. I can't be confronted with this right now. I should be open to it, anyway, uh, 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 you know. Uh, Annie's got issues, I've got issues, and that's for us to work on. I take it back. What he did was a nice thing to do, a nice, sweet gesture. And that was just him trying to help her, trying to, uh, you know, connect with her. We shouldn't be afraid of people trying to connect with us. We should welcome it or embrace it. So, uh, whoops. Wow, we lingered on that shot so long. Oh, I love this too. Um, so now she's no longer in charge of the shower. Now it is Helen in charge of the shower. Let's see how Helen handles things. First of all, beautifully wrapped gift. Um, it's got, what is that stuff? Candles and, and soaps and then the butterfly. Well, I guess it was just chilling there for a while. But here's the thing. Here's the real slap in the knee. She stole the idea. Wasn't she just putting down the idea of the uh, Paris-themed, French-themed wedding? Or a sh shower? You know? But now she's using it. That's why I don't like Helen. Even though Helen... Oh my gosh, this part's so funny. This is where she loses her, her cool. She loses her shit. <laughs> just like before, right? Remember how she was talking out that 
talking out uh, that that couple like out of uh, marriage. Now here she is even talking to this young girl out of a, of a friendship. BFF. And I love this exchange. Prettier and richer and skinnier, and they end up doing everything together. Really quick, this little girl being a little nasty, but she's a little girl. She's supposed to be nasty. Kristen Wiig is not supposed to be nasty. Here it comes. You're a little cunt. Boom, baby. That's how you use that R rating. Uh, drop that C word. Um, and yeah, you know, uh, that girl, again, young girl. So children are children. She's not an adult. Uh, she hit her right where it hurts. It's called her a sad single loser without any friends. So boom, hit the nail on the head. Hit her right where she's going to be most vulnerable and most sensitive and, you know, going to feel it the hardest. So what does she do? Calls her the C word. Boom. So we're getting to rock bottom. We're, you guys feel it? We're kind of like, like, just again, just like earlier, we're kind of crescendoing. So really well written script. Pretty even. Long, long. Can't, just, can't uh, uh, stress that enough. This is a very long movie, but the structure is all there. We're all feeling at the right time. Rock bottom. Getting fired from work. Here's the second part of rock bottom. She's getting kicked out of her uh, apartment. Actually, a bit immature for a grown-up brother and sister to still be living together with a roommate yeah. at our age. Bit ridiculous, what? isn't it? Yeah. We look a bit silly, don't Pathetic. we? Pathetic. Yeah. So we're You're Australian. You're alone. You're moving out. I love this moment too. She's not moving. She will move. Eventually. Eventually. She has to. He's taking it in. Yeah. Oh, that's prickly. So this is it. This is the, again, that's the end. The res resolution of uh, Rebel Wilson and uh, uh, Matt Lucas. Remember when you thought I hit bottom? Oh. That wasn't bottom. I was wrong. I mean, I, I was right, I, but she even says it. Okay. So yeah, very, <laughs> very uh, on the nose dialogue. Boom. She's hit rock bottom now. You know what just came in today on the Netflix? Mm. Cast away. Super sad Regina Spector song. No, this isn't Regina Spector. This is um, Inara George. I love Inara George. Look at this. I would love to go to a party like this. <laughs> Again, lots of reasons to love Helen. Just imagine having Helen on your side, right? 
she should really have hell on her side. No cup holders? How old is this car? They don't have cups. This car predates cups? Come on. Wow, so extravagant, Ex to an excess. So she, you get valet parking, then you take a horse, and then the horse walks you up to the, the house? Come on. So this is again, you know, where why this is so. She, she, okay, first of all, she's at rock bottom, but then second of all, uh, stole her idea and obviously doing it to a point to doing it to the you know nth degree that uh, Kristen could never um, match. You know, so big, big, big slap in the face, huge slap in the face. And she should be happy for her friend, right? Because her friend's getting this dream bridal shower, but since she couldn't deliver it to her, yes, I'm sorry I haven't I called. I'm, it's tough. So I don't know, guys. I'll be honest. Uh, uh, this is where again, movie's so long. I don't know where the climax is. If you were to ask me, you know, I don't think this is a traditional three act structure, but. Um, I would say that this bridal shower meltdown would be the climax, but I could be wrong because then there's also like another climax where they have to find uh, Maya Rudolph. So I don't know. Can a movie have two climaxes? Can it be an extended climax? Again, you know, this is probably a, 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 a movie in four acts or five acts, really. So look at that sweet um, gift, right? Memory box, oh, box of memories. My favorite stuff from all the stores I love in Milwaukee. Annie, so unbelievable. I feel like I looked this up before, but uh, I think that 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 uh, Helen's in Chicago and she's in. I gotta look us up. I I, I could have sworn I didn't. I do this for another podcast. What's the difference between Milwaukee to Chicago? I think it was like an hour drive. All right, Milwaukee. Yeah, I was right. Okay, so I had looked this up before, or maybe it wasn't. Uh, it was Kenosha last time I looked it up. I think. Um, so yeah, Milwaukee to Chicago is only like uh, a two-hour drive, hour and a half drive. So maybe that's what's going on. But look at this, right? Perfect gift for this theme, and again. Just be happy. A pre-wedding vacation. Easy. Wow, you're a little crazy. It's a little bit wild. But that's something that obviously Kristen Wiig wanted to do with her. That's, you know, her idea, right? She, Helen would have known about the Paris thing if it wasn't for her. But here's her meltdown now. Boom. <laughs> We're all thinking it, right? Annie. Lillian, this is not a 
no, the you that I know would have walked in here and rolled your eyes and thought this was completely over the top, ridiculous, and stupid. Look at this shower! Look at that fucking cookie! Did you really think that this group of women was gonna finish that cookie? Really? Oh, you know what? That reminds me, actually. I never got a chance to try that fucking cookie! So I don't know if this is a thing, like a giant cookie sign. Uh, but I never would have guessed that was a cookie, that that was edible. I wouldn't even attempt to eat it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, like there's cardboard there, right? Like that's a insane cookie. You know what it is? This movie's too fancy for me. We talked about this before, how a lot of like these movies and rom-coms are like... You know, about like rich, look at this, chocolate fountain and cookie signs. I don't even know if it's polite to eat a cookie sign. Are you supposed to eat that chocolate? But anyways, that's her meltdown. This is, uh, maybe if this isn't the climax, this is at least the, the high point of the movie. And Maya's right. Maya's right. This is supposed to be her special time. This is her wedding. And I don't know. I mean, she obviously, friends, look, you have each other's backs no matter what. But Kristen ha uh, Wig has been making it about her a little too much. <laughs> just pushing each other away. This is so sad to watch, you know? Yeah, you know what? Yeah, this I'm, this is not the climax. This is not the climax. If this was a rom-com, right, this is the the second act, uh, you know, decline. So right? this is where they break up before they get back together. So I'm wrong. Yes, this is a rom-com. It's a love triangle for Maya Rudolph, and uh, yes. <laughs> Oh, man. I took two dogs already. They're in the back of my van. <laughs> I love this moment, too. <laughs> Homegirl stole uh, six puppies as party favors. <laughs> So random uh, in Wisconsin, I guess they just have super long, like one lane uh, streets, you know? But that's so insane that like, if all the places to get a car accident, it's here in the middle of nowhere on a dirt road. <laughs> um, and a porcupine. What an odd choice, you know? Because, uh, uh, yeah, it's supposed to be like get her a supper car, but like, why a porcupine? They could have chosen. What, what else could they have chosen? Maybe because it's not very fast and they couldn't run away, but they could have chosen a dog or a cat. Could have chosen, I don't know, a, a, a sheep. <laughs> but it's a porcupine. I did tell you to get here, 
And now here we are. And look at him, look at him. He's finally being a cop. And we don't like him anymore, right? I don't like this cop when he's being a cop. Do you have any idea how frustrating it is to see you night by night drive past me with your fucking taillight still broken? Do you have any idea how crazy that makes me? It's a simple solution. Your problem, Annie, is that you just don't understand that you can hurt people. With these Very lights. literal. <laughs> see how irresponsible this is. Yes, I should have gotten my... I don't know if that's necessarily her problem, but her problem is as, as just... Uh, uh, and they kind of touch upon it later on, but like, her life is kind of like uh, 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 got a lot of different problems, and her uh, her her the issue that they kind of been dancing around, which is kind of like the the main internal struggle, is that she doesn't want to fix any of these problems. You know, uh, I think that she chooses to to be a, a, a tortured soul, right? Like John Ham. What's the solution? Just dump the guy but she doesn't want to she wants to be this person that's like oh i'm dating an asshole and i want to i want to be able to say that i'm dating an asshole so i'm going to continue dating this asshole you know i feel that helen is moving in my pair my territory instead of like talking to my friend about it i'm just gonna let helen take over so she kind of lets the bad things roll over her same thing with this uh uh tail light you know And here's, you know, I think, you know, John Hamm at his best. I think, you know, if it wasn't for the fact that he was just so damn handsome, this guy could have been a great comedic actor. Like, Mad Men, Mad Men typecasted him for the worst, I think, making him all this, like, serious dudes. But John Hamm and Fuckboy... Perfect casting, perfect pairing. I <laughs> love this. Thanks again for picking me up. Not a problem. Are you busy? Well, it is Friday. You know, <laughs> you look tired. If you're tired, you can totally lay down in my lap if you want. <laughs> Look at that face, man. This guy's a freaking sketch comedian, sketch actor. Open for biz. Okay, can you just can you just pull over? Ooh, yeah. Actually, that's an even better idea. No, no, no. Can you please just stop the car? I want to get out. No, it's super gravelly. Please pull over. Why? Because I would rather get murdered out here than spend the next half an hour with you. Can you please can you please just pull over? Oh, come on, Annie. It's called humor. Learn about it. Where are they, man? Like, uh, is this like a highway from Illinois to Chicago or to uh, Wisconsin? You're trying to turn me on. It's working. You used me. No big deal. You are no longer my number three. And you know what? As even though this guy's kind of a jerk and he's kind of like a big douchebag, like. 
<laughs> like they're, they're like it, it's funny they're both using each other that's why it's funny like both using each other but like when he's like you use me like there's some truth to that you know she is really using him as well just as much as she, he is using her because he's been very uh upfront you know since day one right since the beginning of the movie since they started talking like he's very much just get out of here we're just fuck buddies you know we're not uh, uh, <laughs> People crying during movies is, I don't know why, always so funny. <laughs> and all these um, puppies. Oh my gosh, nine? I thought it was six. Slightly overcommit to the whole dog thing. It turns out I'm probably more comfortable with six. Gotcha. Is it legal to give away dogs like as a party favor? Because how do you obtain those dogs, right? Don't all the dogs have to be like accounted for and like licensed or registered or something? I don't know anything about dogs. Never owned a dog, but I assume, right? So you can't just how do you how do, how do you do that? You must have some pull or something. Like are all these dogs like are truly stolen? Or, like are they under Helen's name? Are they under her name? <laughs> but check it out. I love this part. I'm glad that they gave this nice little meaty monologue to Melissa McCarthy. But here it is. There it is. Just like I said, you know, I mean, I, this movie is so, uh, now that I say it and then that I've seen it, like, yeah, it's really on the nose. There's really not much subtext. Because they uh, they really spell it out for you. Not a problem because this is a comedy, not a drama. We don't really need subtext in a comedy. Just tell us what it is. But, <laughs> but that's uh, that is what it is. Yeah, she likes she wants to have a pity party. It's the beginning of a great comedy partnership, but. Uh, Real, real, real talk. Uh, spy here could totally beat up Cheetah over here. What was her name in that stupid Wonder Woman movie? Was it Cheetah? What an unoriginal character name if her name was Cheetah, right? Like uh, this woman, she's got, uh, she's got. Uh, uh, Superpower. She's got cat light reflexes and she's got feline features. She's like a cheetah. What should we call her? Let's call her Cheetah. Uh, Barbara Allen Minerva. Cheetah. Firecrackers. I mean, literally. I'm not saying that figuratively. I got firecrackers thrown at my head. They hold me free. Do you think I let that break me? Think I went home to my mommy crying? I love this. But check it out. No, I did not. You know what I did? I pulled myself up. I studied really hard. I read every book in the library. And now, I work for the government. I have the highest possible security clearance. Don't repeat that. I like, so like, here's what's kind of like fun, but like really good about like this monologue. It is a really good pep talk, right? Because your solution is, your problem and your solution are sometimes like going to be separate. It's like, you know, I have no friends, but now I have all the friends. Like, no, no. It's more like I have no friends, but now I'm successful in this other way, right? Uh, some girls bullied me. I didn't beat up those girls or I didn't get my revenge on those girls. Girls, bunch of girls bullied me, but then I studied hard and I succeeded in some other um, 
some other way, right? So like, that's like really good, credible, good advice here. Cause it's not like, oh, I failed my, my bakery shop. You should have put another bakery shop. No, that's not what you're supposed to do, right? Oh no, Helen stole my best friend. I'm gonna steal my friend back from Helen. No, that's not realistic, you know? Bad things happen to us. That life is full of adversity, you know? You can't spend your life obsessing about that adversity and trying to overcome it. Because uh, uh, sometimes you can't, you know? You gotta keep uh, living life and trying to find other victories and other ways to succeed. Although homegirl is gonna start baking. <laughs> And this is exactly what uh, Crystal Dad was trying to do, right? The only difference is he tried to do it with love, love, uh, and then here you got uh, Melissa McCarthy doing it with tough love. Love, love is usually better, but harder. And tough love is uh, more straightforward. I'm a big proponent of tough love. I don't got the time for love, love. My walls are too high. And I worked out a deal way back when, so it's uh, on the house. It's Bill Cosby. Are you serious? Yeah, I owe him big time. It's really nice. Hey, mom. This is my mom, Judy. Hey, hi, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Hi. Wait a minute, don't I know you from AA? And this was nice. This was like not needed, but I'm glad that they did. It's like they just threw it in there. It's like, hey, let's just throw in this uh, side romance with Bill Cosby and uh, Annie's mom. And look at this. Too little, too late. But uh, I respect the gesture. Made a I'm sorry carrot. Remember when they were eating carrots? Remember? And you have the ugly carrot. And then he, I don't know, just leaves it out here. I would have taken it in and thrown it away, I mean. I don't know. Or thrown it away? He says that against littering, so he's going to leave a, a cake in the middle, on his front porch? Come on. And then uh, I do love this detail. Raccoons got to it. So at least those raccoons got those <laughs> got those empty calories. Uh, gonna fatten up these raccoons. I think we're building up to the climax now. But geez, this movie again, really well balanced and really structured, but still super long. I guess that's the price you pay, right? Because if they would have cut any of these moments out, it wouldn't have been as balanced. Uh, like, if you want to do it right, you got you to gotta do it right. But I will say, pacing and some of these shots definitely could have been a little bit tighter. But here's them, right? Uh, yeah, this is definitely the climax, because now you finally have Helen and uh, Annie coming together. And they get to, what's it called, relate to one another and realize that they... They are both similar. Okay, They're kindred. Wait here. I think I know someone that might be able to help. I'll get my keys. Can I go with you? I mean, 
Did I use that word right? Kindred. I know kindred spirits, but can you say that two people are kindred? Dougie was was being great and very helpful. I had organized everything to the Kindred of a similar nature or character. Yeah, so I did. Boom. Yeah, these two are kindred. I was right. I don't know. You should know, right? You're her best friend. It's weird that you don't know. And here it is. Here she is finally confronting her. The fact that she's trying to like move in on her as a best friend. But here's Helen coming clean too. I want to apologize to you personally for all of the things. You know what I do think? Wait, wait. I'll let this. I'll let this play out first. Okay. Something that's really great about, I guess, having, you know, uh, uh, women write this about women relationships is that they communicate so well, right? With a lot of, a lot of uh, movies, male writers, it's like a lot, again, it's like, it's vague. It's just like, look, I'm sorry, all right? I guess I got some issues to work out too. It's like, okay, very vague. And then we have to guess, we have to do the work for them. But for this one, right, with this, these, writer, these writers, it's just like, no, we're going to explain exactly what it is. Uh, everybody's just like, like, like uh, 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 communicating clearly their thoughts and their feelings, which is great. Doesn't leave much uh, up to interpretation. Look at this, I love this. She's a beautiful crier. She looks great when she cries. Why is he so uh, uh, bitter right now? The tail lights, I guess. But I just, I need your help, please. Uh, and then we get this one last, uh, oh, second to last funny sequence. Just two more funny sequences. Like I said, this movie's got like just so many iconic scenes. But here's the, uh, the funny, uh, um, trying to get pulled over scene. So all these like fun little things of like <laughs> breaking the law in front of him. I don't know if you can even speed in a car that old. Pull her over, man. Not illegal, just racist or offensive. <laughs> and then, boom, stunt driving. Ha, 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 ha.
Trevor. Hey! I'm topless! It's not illegal, but or maybe it is legal. I don't know. Is it illegal to be topless? And then here's the boom right there. Again. Gradual heightening. And then we finally get to this point. Good job. Dangerous for a good driver. I'm sorry. I just, I really, I need your help. We can't find Lillian. How long has she been gone? She's been missing for like 12 hours. 12 hours. It's not a missing person until it's at least 24 hours. Have you ever seen CSI? 24 hours. Let me get on with my job, Annie. Nathan. Is that a myth? I really need your help. I feel like you shouldn't need to wait 24 hours. Why wait 24 hours? If that's a policy, that's a shit policy. Hello, Helen. I've heard wonderful things. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, we've traced her cell phone to the corner of Craner and Rose. You know where that is? Yes, that is her apartment. But you said you looked there. We did, we did last night. So you're saying she's at her apartment? That's what you're telling me? She must have gone back after you left. God, that was crazy of her. Thank God, thank you. Let's go, let's go. Okay. We found her. <laughs> I'm so sorry I didn't mean to waste your time. That's embarrassing. Thank you. No, you are welcome. It's this kind of high octane stuff that really made me want to become a cop. Missing girl found at her apartment. It's. What a smug attitude. It's like, sorry it's not thrill thrilling enough for you, but you helped find someone. You did a good thing, but you're like, oh, I can't believe I did a good thing. How could you make me do a good thing? Just throwing nastiness. Throwing nastiness. Annie, let's go. Anyway, go and save your friend from her apartment. Bye-bye. Gotta give it to her. Rose Byrne got some good reaction shots. Serving good face. Kind of funny thinking uh, Rose Byrne having to wait outside by herself in that car. What happened? Oh, wedding's fucked up. Helen just took over everything and he's got out of control. My dad can't afford the wedding and. It's just, this has been really hard to do without you. It's, it's been shitty. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Kate. My wedding. My fault. 
my fault. I'm, I'm dealing with the, the mental problems. Yeah. Wasn't it my turn to be crazy? Yes. Brad's supposed to be crazy, right? Come on. Still all crazy. I have crazy brain. I also like, you know, like part of me doesn't relate to this, like the fact that like they had such a big blowout and the fact that they make up so easily. I do admire that. I, I, I mentioned this a lot in my podcast, but like I do admire a lot of female friendships and the way that they are, um, at least from what I see, like so strong. And here they are mending like it's nothing. I got some, I tell you what, I got some grudges. I'm going to be here in this apartment with that couch. And this bed, and take a bath in my bathtub because you, you know how much I love my bathtub. Bathtub? I slept in there on my 31st day, remember? Everything's gonna change. Oh my god, I'm not gonna get to wear side notes here for me. Well, don't worry. Don't be sad. Because things are going to change, but it'll be better. Hmm? We're going to take this huge, great, beautiful step. And Dougie loves you more than anything, and so do I. Besides, you need to leave the trail for me and then report back and tell me what's going on. Have a nice day, you boss. <laughs> All right, let's get your dress on. Okay, don't panic. So crazy because the dress that she had earlier when they were trying it on, the one that she shit herself in, that was a beautiful dress. And then like this is uh, whatever, the Madame Popo Sosol, whatever, (laughs) frou-frou dress. I think this one is going to be a disaster. No, don't say that. No one had anything to do with this wedding. It is going to be perfect. And look at that, her finally embracing Helen. I love it. It's a great climax. And we resolved it. Is that Charlie's mom? That's Charlie's mom from Always Sunny. Uh, and look at this, right? They made this dress classy. I don't know how they did it. Maybe just a different angle. Um, but uh, yeah, a happy ending, right? We get to the wedding. And oh my gosh. <laughs> Not gonna lie, that scared me a little bit. But here's our nice little happy ending. We got, oh my gosh, lasers and fireworks. Small cameo from Paul Feig.
And I love uh, this last part right here. Uh, not not the Wilson Phillips. I could care, but look at the dad. The dad's like, I'm not paying for that shit. I am not paying for this shit. <laughs> really? It's the last one. What a great finale. A great way to end it. No one can change your life except for you. Don't ever let anyone step all over you. Just open your heart and your mind. Is it really fair to feel this way inside? Boom, 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 boom. And this is just really going to be one long ending, one long credit sequence, because this kind of bleeds into the uh, uh, credit sequence. But geez, so beautiful. They're um, like standing on water. This is actually this is like a really classy, beautiful wedding. Good for them. And then... Uh, having fun being playful um and guys uh, uh it's like i mentioned it's gonna be a, a a long credit sequence anyways um no i'll wait i'll wait it's a beautiful song it's too bad that the uh, the uh, cop didn't come as her date to the wedding that would have been nice Although, we don't need it. Hey, hey, we don't need it. Okay? You don't need romantic love to, to fulfill and actualize yourself. But still, it would have been nice. It would have wrapped, wrapped this up a lot cleaner. You know what I mean? <laughs> so funny. They put a, uh, a loaded gun in I wonder if these two have a history at uh, Groundlings. I wonder if they had any overlap, because they're both they're both uh, alums from the Groundlings. Um, Did you have a nice evening? It was it was beautiful. Yeah. But who knows if they were together? They should be friends. Y'all should be friends. Oh, and it was really nice meeting you too. Be friends. Be friends. Maybe Invite you know, her to brunch. Sometime the three of us Rockin' sushi. Rockin okay. Sushi <laughs> Thank you, Annie. I I would love that. See, and that's that nice. Now she has two friends. Uh, our, our girl Helen. She's she's doing the darn thing. I don't like this ending. I like the whole wedding ending. I don't need this second. And that's why I mentioned it would have been nicer, it would have been cleaner if this dude just came to the wedding as her date instead. Uh, but this isn't a rom-com, and this story's not about her, about him. But by ending with them, it would belie you to think so. And now i got to check to make sure if I use the word belie correctly, because I don't Sorry. know that I did. 
Yeah, I mean, I had to bite some raccoons off. Uh, to give off the false impression of. So, yeah, I did. Boom, two for two, baby. Just throwing out words and hoping that I got the correct usage, and I did. Uh, I'm not here for this. I could care less about this. Bad cop. You could ride with me. You want? You want to come? Yeah, I do. Come on. All right. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Where are you going? I'm getting in the car. No, no, no! You gotta get in the back. What? Yeah, you can't sit in the front. It's against regulations. Come on, come on. You're, you're gonna make me sit in the back. How yeah. romantic! Sorry. <laughs> right? Come on. That's how you want your love story to end, huh? I'm afraid there's a warrant out for your arrest. What? Why? Uh, reckless driving, littering, texting, consuming alcohol while operating a vehicle. You didn't think I was going to let you get away with that, did you? Can we put the siren on, please? Thank you. Wow, okay. Weaker ending. See what I mean? This is the strong ending. This wedding, the music, the singing, and the dancing. <laughs> just them having fun all right well uh we made it baby we made it to the end uh let's go ahead and talk about uh bridesmaids so um super funny i don't have to tell you that really good uh but like what's really important and what makes this movie kind of really stand out uh i mentioned how like last uh year uh, last episode i was like oh yeah you know, uh, uh, Wedding Crashers really revived the R-rated comedy. This movie also revived the R-rated comedy. I've said this a bunch of times. Like, I don't know why they keep saying that. R-rated comedies uh, have a resurgence every three or four years. And this is just another resurgence. Here's the resurgence of the R-rated comedy. But here's what I mean by that. Again, budget was about $33 million. Hold on really quick. This is <laughs> husband and wife having fun, doing a fun sketch. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. That was fun. Uh, okay, so, uh, sorry, like I say, $33 million was the budget. And again, uh, uh, the different locations, I suppose. But man, $33 million seems a little bit high. I wonder where some of that money went. Uh, big cast, maybe. But uh, in any case, uh, this movie ended up doing, and guys, get ready for this. This is a huge uh, surprise. $288 million. Okay, that's almost 300 million, so huge, great, you know, surpassing uh, 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 most expectations. And it's, you know, to date, like one of Judd Apatow's most successful movies that he produced. Uh, and, in the, you know, uh, on top of that, 169 million of it was made domestically. So, yeah, just commercially super successful um and being r-rated movie right we talked about how tough it is to break the 100 million dollar mark doing it with an r rating which means you have less people able to see it 
Tremendous, tremendous. This is also like a, a crowd favorite, a fan favorite. Uh, critics gave it 90%, which I think is a- appropriate. That's great. Uh, audience score is 26, uh, uh, is um, uh, 76%, which I don't know how or why audiences would rate it lower than the critics. Uh, it's super funny. Must be just a bunch of dudes. Just a bunch of salty dudes that are like, girls aren't funny. And then gave it bad ratings but yeah super good super fresh and uh uh kind of made way like again this movie was groundbreaking and it opened it, it started a launch of different of the different careers paul feig who's a director you may have seen some of the stuff before uh um he directed a lot of episodes of the office well now he is directing a lot of other um comedies now he directed spy heat uh, Ghostbusters, right? So he's kind of become this big name in in comedy. Uh, he did a great job with that. Uh, and then the writing team, like we mentioned earlier, it's a writing duo. It was uh, Kristen Wiig and Annie Mumolo. Two writing partners, two really funny people in here. They really pulled it off, creating this uh, vehicle for Kristen Wiig. Uh, and it did uh, terrific. Um... And yeah, uh, uh, you know, like, I don't know, this movie's like just so self-contained, it's so great just to see like a bunch of sketch comedians get to have a chance to like get together, have fun, blow out an idea, um, and just ha- uh, be themselves. Like, it, I, I gotta check out the script, you know, because at this point it's like, what is uh, 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 improvised? What is written, right? It's, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, uh, let me think. Anything else I wanted to cover? Uh, they talked about doing a sequel to this movie, but I think we can agree, right? Like, it wouldn't make any sense. The movie's called Bridesmaids. The only time, like, you could maybe do a sequel where, like, maybe Helen gets remarried or maybe Kristen Wiig gets married, but it's like, gonna be a different formula. And, 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 you know, why, why ruin the legacy of such a great, funny, smart comedy? Uh, uh, you know, it's a triumph for female filmmaking. You know, uh, if you but if you did like it again, you know they do team up again to write. Uh, Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Gotta have to say it like that just to make sure I get it right. Uh, but yeah, super super funny. Ten year, um, re, uh, you know, release and everything. What else is there? Anything else to go over, man? Like. Not really. It was very good. Um, let me see here. I was just double checking to see if there's a lot of improvised uh, dialogue. Doesn't say, but I'll assume that there was. Um, all right, so I think that's it. I think that's all there is to, to cover with this uh, rom-com. Again, not a traditional rom-com. Definitely one about... Um, friendship but it definitely fits in with this whole theme we have with like wedding season and then we did the wedding crashers which is also more about friendship so oh yeah one thing I, I, I can't believe I almost missed this this movie was nominated for two Oscars all right best original screenplay for the writers and then Melissa McCarthy like I mentioned this was her you know one of her breakout roles even though she did Gilmore Girls she did Mike and Molly before this but you know this one really put her on the map and made her a star uh, a household name uh, she got nominated for Best Supporting Actress for this. You know, one of the rare times that a comedy does get nominated for 
uh, 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 Academy Award. So great job there. Um, all right, the movie's over. That's all I have to say. And that, that's uh, yeah, that's gonna be it for Bridesmaids. Uh, great, uh, great movie along with our little wedding season theme here. All right, uh, one last thing I wanted to mention, which is going to be next week's episode. We're rounding out the end here. It's almost August, so we're almost uh, ending summer and wrapping up um, a wedding season. But we have one more uh, that I want to talk about, another one about friendship, and that's going to be I Love You, Man. Uh, so again, centers around a wedding, but it's more about the friendship rom-com than it is about... Um, the actual wedding itself. But uh, here is uh, a trailer for next week's episode if you've never seen it. Will you marry me? Yes! Peter already booked the place we went for that long weekend. So romantic. So romantic. She doesn't know she's on speakerphone. That's where you guys had sex for the first time, right? Wow. Marry him. Lock that tongue down, girl. So you're not gonna have a best man? Um, here's the thing, Zoe. Peter's always been a girlfriend guy. All his dude friends just fell by the wayside. Why is it weird that I had girlfriends? Nothing. We're just saying you never really had a best friend is all. Well, who's your best friend? Your brother, Robbie. What's up? He's about the coolest guy I know. <laughs> So what do I do? How do I meet friends? If you see a cool-looking guy, strike up a conversation and ask him on a mandate. Okay, you know what I mean? No. Casual lunch or after-work drinks. You're not taking these boys to see The Devil Wears Prada. Oh, God, I love that movie. No, I won't. He just moved to L.A. His mother says he's so excited to meet you. I really enjoyed this. Awesome. Yeah, he got up in there. Like tongue? A whole bunch of tongue deep in my mouth. I'm Peter Clavin. I'm the realtor. Sydney Fife. Hey, check out these two. That guy needs to fart. He does seem to be clenching. Watch the leg. Boom. He farted in my open house. He sure did. I'm thinking it might be a little bit small. Totally, and it smells like fart. Hey, Sydney. I could be in Venice by five. I can do that. It's a mandate. This is a mandate. He's the most beautiful dog in the world. Can you a plastic bag? Or... Oh, no, I don't clean up after my dog. Damn it! How about clean up after your dog? You mind your own! What the f Society tells us to act civilized, but the truth is we're animals, and sometimes you gotta let it out. Try it. Ah! Respect the process. Ah! Yeah, you feel better? Yeah. Wanna eat a corn dog? Yeah! Let's go. So what do you guys do for seven straight hours? Ah! Yeah, Pete! So is he your best man? It's way too early to tell. Sweet, sweet hanging. Truth is, I've been a girlfriend guy, but out of all those girls, you're the only one that wanted me to have my own life. It's like one of the most romantic things I could ever think of. What's up? Come on. Hey, geek! I just stepped in your dog's crap! <laughs> Peter Ryan! All right, so that was the trailer for I Love You, Man. Um... Super funny movie um, from 2009. If you haven't seen it, uh, check it out because I'm going to talk about it. It's, uh, it's going to be one of the last uh, wedding movies we watch, so um, be sure to check that out. All right, this episode's gone on uh, way longer uh, than I expected, so um, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching along. Sorry this episode was late, but here it is, better late than never. Don't forget to check me out on Twitter, at RomCompanionPod, and let's watch I Love You, Man next time. All right. I'll talk to you later. Have a great day.